0: I'm Lucy and I'm Linnea and you're listening to First Impressionists where we talk about all things art.
1: A man gets grazed by a bullet. A woman rides a police horse through a museum. A man dives naked into a pit of mud. What do all these things have in common? They are all performance art pieces. Welcome to a First Impressionist performance art special. Yes. If you think about this, this is performance art.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. Certainly.
1: It could be. It could be. It would be even better if... Um. I don't know, we could do something a little more controversial.
0: Yeah. Well, why can't we? I don't know. Who's stopping us, Linnea? (laughs) Well,
1: me. (laughs) All the performance art today that we're going to talk about, I wouldn't want to do myself. There's literally none that I would be like, oh, sure, I'll do that.
0: Yeah. It's all a little much. Mm -hmm. Okay, maybe not the entire part of, like, all of them. There's, like, little pieces of them that I think I would do. Okay, but fair, yeah. Okay, probably not the whole piece of every, like all of them, because I feel like every single one of them, there's something that I'm
1: like not it okay would with. Be stopping me, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we'll get there. Um, yeah, I'm actually really excited to talk about this. I know I say that every week, but this is the first week in a while that I have come into the research portion of our week with a definite opinion. About what we're going to talk about, and it has been changed.
1: Oh. So. Oh, I'm so excited to hear about that. Yes. I don't really feel like I have much of an opinion. Except, um, if disturbed, could be an opinion. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: Uh, Yeah, I mean, I'm still disturbed. But my overall opinion, I think, has changed. Okay. But, you know, we'll get there.
1: I think that, um... I'm, I'm glad we're talking about performance art because it's definitely a type of artwork that is inacce- fairly inaccessible. And yes. I don't think many people have a lot of exposure to. I love art and I mm-hmm. barely knew anything about performance art.
0: Yes. Yes, I agree. I think it's a very in-the-moment art form. It's sort of... Just something you would find in big cities with museums and exhibits, or maybe popular public spaces yeah. where a lot of people can experience it. There are, you know, photographs and recordings um, and documentation, but it's not quite the same yeah. as being there right. and experiencing it and interacting and contributing to it. Um, so it definitely is sort of insular in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think it's interesting, um, and I think it gets a really bad reputation, which I think is partly warranted, Yeah, because it is fairly controversial, um, and there's a lot of themes and elements to it that um, are, I don't know if I quite agree with, but I think it does get a bad rap, and people often just don't really get it yeah and so they just decide to dislike it but
1: which is kind of what i've done so yeah that's fair but before we get too far ahead of ourselves let's define what performance art is
0: yes let's do that um so one definition i found online uh goes like this performance art is an artwork or art exhibition created through actions executed by the artist or other participants Mm. it may be live through documentation spontaneously or written presented to a public in a fine arts context traditionally interdisciplinary it Mm. involves four basic elements time space body and the presence of the artist and the relation between the creator and the public Hmm. interesting
1: yeah. I think that, that's a pretty good definition. Mhm. There's I a lot to so unpack too. there. Yes. I think if I had to put it uh, succinctly, I would say performance art is art with a living aspect. Yes. It either involves mm-hmm. the body, movement, action, something like that. Right. And it and it incorporates like the your definition was saying, time. Like it incorporates change.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah and I think um, one of the big distinctions with performance art is um, the involvement of anyone who comes by Mm -hmm. or anyone who is a viewer sort of turns into a creator and part of the process Mm -hmm. which is very different from much of live theater, opera, performing arts. Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of what um, distinguishes performance art from theater um, is that audience interaction um, as well as the context. And often it's not rehearsed and scripted. It's just sort of, it's planned, but it is... It changes in the moment and it changes depending on who goes to see it and who interacts with it. Um, Mm, Interesting.
1: It's not so much a narrative as it is an idea or something. Right. Yeah.
0: Right. Exactly. Mm. And it depends on the piece. There's a lot of different types of performing art, performance art. um, But I think in general, it very much depends on. The reaction of other people and mm. that sort of changes the outcome of it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or the artist themselves as they go through the process I think it's meant to be something that maybe doesn't already have a definite conclusion and it can it can change throughout True. the process of it yes. it's very much about the process rather mm. than just the the painting that you end up with it's mm-hmm. about the creation of art so mm.
1: Mm. yeah yeah true um i think one kind of interesting thing about your definition was that it said that it's in a fine arts context which mm-hmm. is true but at the same time um, performance art is sort of what is that word i'm looking for i don't know but like a- anti-establishment there we oh, go oh yeah um, very much so. because it can't be bought or sold Mm-hmm. So it's not a part of that capitalistic element of art in right, the same way. Right.
0: And performance artists, I think, in general, um, like to push against the general themes and ideas mm-hmm. of traditional art. Mm-hmm. Um and sort of push the boundaries of art into new spaces and um break some of the constraints that have been built up over time. I think that's a big theme of performance art in general. Yes, definitely. So it is interesting that, yeah, fine arts context is part of the definition. But I think oftentimes they do use that, and by they I mean performance artists, they use the fine arts context to, like, sort of be ironic um, like maybe they would do a performance art piece at the Metropolitan Museum of New York and it's very anti-establishment so they're sort of creating this uh, piece that pushes back against all these traditional forms of art in like a space that very much values that so mm-hmm. I think that is another part of it
1: but yeah. That's interesting. Hmm.
0: Yeah. Um, well, do you want to talk a little bit about the history? Yes, this is something I don't know a lot about, so I'm well, interested to hear. Neither do I. But
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think what was interesting to me was that performance art had a lot of different like beginnings, I guess. Mm. Um, because it's so there's so many different mediums to performance art. Mm -hmm. that it feels it's a very broad category and so uh, maybe it was inevitable that like it kind of had all these different sort of um places that it popped up and then yeah so anyways um the Italian futurists of the 19 teens were all about that performance art um I think their idea was that, like, performance art was the way to bring art and um, to wider audiences. And so they would have um, these things. I think they were called disruptive concerts, oh. which I think is exactly what it sounds like.
0: A disruptive
1: concert. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Dada. Am I saying um, that right? Yes the dada yes. art movement of the 1920s um you may have heard of it it's kind of a movement that happened in germany um maybe as a r- bit of a reaction to just like world war 1 and that cultural mm-hmm. moment in germany mm-hmm. um and obviously that was a pretty rough time um For the Germans and everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, And there was a lot of violence and death and stuff and economical hardships. And so the Dada art movement was very nonsensical, satirical-esque art. Um, Gosh, I don't know if people are familiar with the image of the guy from the... So there's, like, a famous art school that's associated with this movement. It's called the Bauhaus. Mm Mm-hmm. And there's a there's like a pretty famous image of this guy who's wearing like it looks like giant paper tubes all over his body and he's got like a cone head oh. and like a cape on. Mm-hmm. Look up Dada, art movement" and you'll see him and you'll be like, oh, right. this is what's happening. Um, anyways, so they they did um, performance art. Yeah, in the was happening in the Bauhaus school.
0: I'm sorry, I just typed in "dad art <laughs> movement." No, no. No. <laughs>
1: Uh, continue (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah and so um, then in the US so when World War II hits a lot of the artists from this movement in the Bauhaus um, were exiled to the US and they became teachers at this college called Black Mountain College which also um, was kind of one of the birthplaces of performance art Um, but really, uh, performance art came into its own during the 60s and 70s, which, I mean, kind of makes sense. There was a lot of, you know, anti-establishment movements Mm -hmm. going on during that time, so it was a time for performance art to really thrive. Right. And, like we were saying, performance art, because it's so, such a big concept, there's a lot of different movements within performance art. Um... Which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so one example is um, abstract expressionism took on kind of a performance art aspects. When you mm-hmm. hear people talk about performance art, they'll often talk about Jackson Pollock. Yes. I um, uh,
0: Pretty much everything I encountered yeah. about performance art mentioned Jackson Which Pollock. Which is really interesting. Mm-hmm. But
1: because when we think of Jackson Pollock's art, we think of his paintings. Right. Um, but why it's considered... Performance art is because when you look at his painting, you can see the, the movement and the movement. action that happened, um, which I don't know. It's kind of cool, actually. Uh, yeah. So, um, and there's a lot of things like that where you you're looking at art, but you're like almost one of the subjects of the art is the action that it took to create it.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: like we'll talk maybe later about some artists who they'd like throw things full of paint out of canvas or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, you also have body art where the artist body is the canvas part of the art piece, which was really popular mm-hmm. during the 1970s. Um, feminist performance art has been a very big deal for a while. Mm hmm. Um, and there's also an, um, a movement within the performance art movement called Fluxus, or The Happenings. Um, kind of an interesting title. The philosophy behind this movement wa- was basically that um, everyday things and actions are art. Mm-hmm. And so performance art took on a very, I mean, everyday Thing and right, it was often participatory. I think I l- heard one thing that was like this Fluxus um, conference.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: One of the pieces was just a woman making a salad. Yeah,
0: interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's one um, artist that we'll talk about a little bit later, and she has this idea for a museum experience where you sign a contract that you will stay there for six hours at a minimum you can't bring in any technology whatsoever the first thing you do is change into a lab coat because you become an experimenter and you do things like sit in a room of crystals and lay down and watch weird movies and sort and count rice for like hours and hours so i think those like regular everyday things being taken like out of context yeah and like stretched into different periods of time um is pretty common yeah in performance sure. art mm-hmm. and it it is interesting um I don't know if it's like the most revolutionary thing in the world to me but I I do think that there is something to it about taking things out of context like that or out of a typical context and sort of trying to see everyday things in a new way yeah there's definitely something interesting about that to me yeah yeah I don't know if I would sign a contract to stay in that Uh, weird museum for six hours but it was interesting to hear about yeah that is
1: interesting yeah um one big name in the flexes movement is actually yoko ono she was a performance artist um She, yeah, was pretty prolific, like, before she ever met John Mm -hmm. Lennon. Um, But, uh, like, some of the pieces that they did together are a little more well-known. Like, they had one where they were just, like, sitting in a bed. Mm Mm-hmm. Called the bed piece, I think is what it's called. Yep. And it's considered one of of these, like, Fluxus art pieces because they're just doing something every day, but it became... But it's also a performance art piece, so yeah. kind of interesting. I yep. think I think the idea behind that one was to kind of promote a pacifist attitude. I'm not sure, mm. but anyway, so that's kind of an yeah. There's there's a lot there's a lot of different things.
0: Um, yeah, I think there's a lot more just to performance art and the history of it than I realized. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. That's pretty cool.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Super interesting. All these weird off branches. Yes. I think it could be something that you could explore for a while.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, uh, should we get into some artists? Yes, let's. Okay. Um, so when you look up performance art, some of the most famous people that you will find are Marina Abramovic and Ulay. Um, they were a couple that worked together for, like... 10 or 12 years approximately. Mm-hmm. Um, they met each other in 1975 and worked together until 1988. And basically, they lived in a van and traveled oh, all around Europe snap. and did performance art. Um, so, both of them are very famous um, for pieces that they did both separately and together. Mm-hmm. Um, and even for the way that they broke up, but we're going to get to that in a bit because it's super interesting. Um, But first...
1: When your um, relationship is performance (laughs) art.
0: Yes. (laughs) Uh, This couple is very interesting and brought up some questions to me about art in general, but Mm. specifically performance art. Okay. Um, But first, um, I wanted to start with talking a little bit about a piece that just marina abramovic did by herself Mm -hmm. in 1974 it's called rhythm zero um and i'm just gonna describe it a little bit to you linnea um and then sort of see what your reaction is you may already be familiar with it but um strap in audience feel free to play along as well um So you walk into an art gallery, and there's a woman sitting at a table, and um, I'll list off the objects on the table in a minute, but essentially, she's sitting there, and there's a sign, and it just says, I am the object, do whatever you want, you have six hours. And here are the objects on the table. It's kind of a long list, so strap in for a second here. A gun, a bullet, blue paint, a comb, a bell, a whip, lipstick, a pocket knife, a fork, perfume, a spoon, cotton, flowers, matches, a rose, a candle, a mirror, a drinking glass, a Polaroid camera, a feather, chains, nails, a needle, a safety pin, a hairpin, a brush, a bandage, red paint, white paint, scissors, a pen, a book, a sheet of white paper, a kitchen knife, a hammer, a saw, a piece of wood, an ax, a stick, a bone of a lamb, a newspaper, bread, wine, honey, salt, sugar, soap, cake, a metal spear, a box of razor blades, a dish, a flute, another band-aid, some alcohol, a metal, a coat, shoes, a chair, leather strings, yarn, wire, sulfur, grapes, olive oil, water, a hat, a metal pipe, a rosemary branch, a scarf, a handkerchief, a scalpel, and an apple. What do you do? Um okay. <laughs> uh
1: I know where this escalates to and I just feel really gross about it. I just feel really <laughs> gross about it. So I'd probably like eat the bread. Fair. Eat the apple. Mm-hmm. Eat the grapes. Uh maybe give her a little blue paint tattoo. And trying to brush her hair with a fork. It's so weird because, like, I know that she is, like, just sitting at this table silently. Mm-hmm. So, honestly, I, I, it's hard for me to think about, like, oh, I'd want to interact in that situation because it's very weird. Yeah. Um, but weird group dynamics happen and who knows what I would do if I was actually there and there was, like, other people around. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah. I would definitely eat the bread.
0: That's fair. That's fair. Um, I'm really not sure what I would do. I'm pretty sure I wouldn't do anything, honestly. Um, yeah. I think I would feel too weird about doing anything at all. Um, yeah. I don't know. Um, she definitely went through some interesting things when she did this. Um, she got cut pretty badly by several people. Um, people cut up her clothes. They... Gave her a drink of water. Um, They handed her the flower. They sprayed some perfume on her. They did all sorts of things. Um, And another thing she noticed was a lot of people, if they came in groups, like one person would tell the other people to do it. And then someone else would go do it. Um, Oh. Yeah. So that was kind of interesting. Like the dynamics that she noticed about people. Um, But... People definitely did not hold back, which is no. so interesting to me. Like, yep. I can't imagine no being given the option to hurt a human being like that for art and actually doing it. Yeah, like, it's a that's little insane. Absolutely insane to me. Yeah, and so I, f- I don't know. I think for that reason, like performance art, can be interesting. But it also makes me very disappointed in humans. Yeah, that oh they yeah. They would actually do that just because they have permission to do it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, so uh yeah.
1: Someone eventually pointed the loaded gun at her head. Yes. And if you I mean if you think that this was all, you know, safely staged or whatever, it wasn't because, I think what happened was, someone like another person who was there for the art show mm-hmm. had to intervene to yeah. keep her from. Well, who knows if that person was gonna shoot her or just wanted a power trip, but
0: right, that's pretty but upsetting. But either way, yeah, it's pretty pretty horrifying. Um, I
1: don't and... know that she ever like broke character.
0: Yeah. If that's what you'd call it, <laughs> I mean, I certainly would. Yeah. Um, but essentially, what she said about it, um, in she has a TED Talk you guys can check out, and what she said about this art piece later is what she learned is, she is a mirror, and if she can overcome her fear of death, then so can the people watching, what? which was very interesting to me that that's what she learned from it, which. I guess in a way is true, but to me, I am more focused on what people do to her and their actions than what than she's, what she's able learning to. from it. Hmm. Yeah. So anyway, that is Ugh. pretty terrifying example of yeah. performance art. And I can't, I personally, I can't imagine putting myself in that much harm just for art. She, um, like, this is
1: the last one in a series that she did, all rhythm. I think the first one is called mm-hmm. Rhythm 10. Mm-hmm. Each of them is a very danger element, and eventually they were like, as, to the point where she was making herself fall unconscious for yeah. the art pieces. Yeah.
0: Um, <sighs> so, we'll come back to this later, after we maybe talk about a couple more artists, because this role of Danger Mm -hmm. and pain and Mm -hmm. putting yourself in harm's way seems to be fairly common in performance art. Um, So I'd like to come back to this. Mm. Uh, But for now, let's move on to a couple other pieces by Abramovic and Ulay, um, because I think they're interesting. One of them is called Balkan Baroque, and this was in 1997. This was just Abramovic again um and it was in reaction to the Balkan Wars mm. um essentially she spent about 3 days sitting in a pile of bloody cow bones washing them and she talked about how the stench just became like overwhelming and um no matter how like no matter how hard you scrubbed these bones they would not Get clean like they—they mm. were always stained, um, and it's pretty gruesome and disgusting. But um, I think she made a very interesting point about violence. Mm. Um, so I just wanted to mention it. I—I I think um, as art pieces go, it is interesting. I would not want to be the person doing it. Yeah. But um, yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay, and then the other two I wanted to mention, one of them is called The Lovers and Abramovic and Ulay are very famous for this one. In 1988, they started at opposite ends of the Great Wall of China and spent 90 days hiking the wall toward each other. Where they met in the middle and broke up. And that was the last time they saw each other uh, for about 20 years. Whoa,
1: 20 years?
0: Mm-hmm. Yep, they didn't talk, they didn't see each other, nothing. I mean, maybe they read the occasional article about each other yeah, or something. Sure. Because they were both still doing art. But they did not interact after that. That was it. Um, and this one really brings up the question for me as a performance artist, if life is the art, where does the art end? Mm-hmm. Um, and so maybe we can talk a little bit more about that as well. Um, okay. And then the last piece I wanted to talk about from them um, is called The Artist is Present. This was in 2010. And Um, Abramovic would sit in the Metropolitan Museum of Art for 8-10 to hours a day Yikes! Um, Sometimes there would be a table, sometimes not She would just sit in a chair and there would be another chair across from her and people would line up for hours every single day just to sit across from her um, and just stare into her eyes for a moment which seems very anticlimactic but a great Majority of the people um, who ended up doing this and sitting across from her would have these very emotional experiences mm-hmm. after waiting that long and then just looking into her eyes. A lot of people ended up crying, mm-hmm. um, and she did this for thirty days. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, this so, woman has some endurance. Yeah. So that's a lot of sitting in a chair and just being quiet. Yeah. But at one point, Ule showed up, and she had not seen him for a long time. Um, So please look up this video. This is kind of what changed my mind about performance art. Mm. um, Because it's just this really sweet, genuine moment between them where he sits down across from her. And she looks up, and for the first time for the whole exhibition, she starts to cry. Yeah. And she just reaches across the table to him, which is the first movement that she has made for the whole piece. Um, She has only ever just looked at people. Um, And everyone starts clapping, and it's this big emotional moment. They don't say anything. They just hold hands, and then he stands up and leaves. Um, But this really changed my perspective and i think just being able to see that genuine moment of human connection mm. being called art um was so cool for me because mm. there are so many moments in life that feel like art but no one ever really calls it that yeah. um, it's just life yeah. because you didn't intentionally create it to be that way and i i still think performance art like there is an element of planning and maybe you're seeking out a certain reaction or theme from people for the most part but it also is just humans connecting and forming it as they go along and coming to their own conclusions having their own reactions these are two people that just loved each other at one mm-hmm. point and it didn't work out between them. And um just having that moment of reconnection and um just remembering the love that they had for one another um and seeing that relationship come back together for mm-hmm. a moment was just really beautiful to me. Yeah. So, um conclusion for these two um they have done some crazy things but um there are some moments there where I sort of I'm starting to see the merit of performance art and maybe what it can teach us about just everyday life Hmm. yeah
1: what a range yeah (laughs) from getting almost shot to to that yeah Wow. Yeah. Well, who's our next artist?
0: Um, another artist I looked up, his name is Chris Burden. Um
1: mentioned at the top of the show. Yes. He was the guy who got shot.
0: Yes. Um, this man. (laughs) Um, I didn't connect with him as strongly. Uh He, uh, has done some crazy things. He is very focused on sort of the violence and pain aspects of performance art, um, Just to mention a few of his pieces, one is called Five Day Locker Piece, where he's trapped in a locker for five days. Oh, no. 7.47 um, is just him shooting at an airplane that's taking off. What? There's one called Shoot, where he's just shot in the left arm by a friend of his. And then another called Match Piece, where he is laying on a road under a sheet with road flares on top of him, and uh, people actually assumed he was dead after a few minutes of this one, and called the authorities, and then he was arrested for it. Oh, good. Um.
1: So wow. yeah, <laughs> I uh, there's a lot to unpack there.
0: Yeah. This is, uh, I don't know, like, I have a really hard time calling this art, mm. personally. Um, to me, it's just like violence for the sake of a reaction. Um, and I don't I don't know. maybe I shouldn't completely write it off, but I just...
1: it does seem very extreme. Yeah, I will say, um, I watched a v- part of a video <laughs> about shoot and mm-hmm. Chris Burden is still alive. Looks like a regular dad. <laughs> when he started talking, I was like, there's no way this is the guy. And then he was, like, talking about getting shot. And I was like, what the heck? How is this possible? And, like, his his artist friends who were in this little... It was, like, a little mini doc. The, same thing. They all just looked like dads. Like, they mm-hmm. had on, like, the, the, the plaid dad shirt. He had just, like, kind of a frumpy haircut. I was like, <laughs> what is going on? All right. But... I think maybe shoot was partly a reaction to the Vietnam War. hmm I don't know if that's true or not, but I don't know what he's trying to say. Right. But maybe it's something more along the lines of, like, you know, we're sending tons and tons and tons of young men to go get shot,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, but we're so shocked at this one guy getting, like, grazed by a bullet in the arm. Right. Isn't that kind of ironic?
0: Yeah yeah it's not a bad point, um, uh yeah, I don't know. I think what I have a problem with though, is pointing out violence with more violence I see like i I understand why some people think that that is necessary, mm-hmm. and I mean, I'm sure it did make some people think twice about Vietnam um. I don't, I don't know. It just, there's just something about it that, like, doesn't quite sit right with me, Mm -hmm. though. Like, I don't, there's something about using something that you disagree with and you hate to bring attention to itself that I just, I don't know. I don't know. I just can't quite justify it. Like, yeah. Um, I just think that there are other ways to go about it. Mm -hmm. Um, And putting more violence out there for people to see and read about and experience sort of only seems to perpetuate the problem. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't know. Yeah. That's just my take on it. Um, I think, I don't know, I just think further exposure to violence is not helping us become less violent right I think it's just further exposing us to violence interesting um, maybe it's pointing out violence being used like in the wrong way I don't know um, and violence is part of human nature which is why it's such a big part of art but um, yeah I don't know
1: you're more into John Lennon and Yoko Ono <laughs> yeah, Sitting I, in guess bed. So. I guess so <laughs> that's more just your brand imagine. of Performance art, yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Definitely has a shock factor. It does. I don't know. I kind of feel like people who are like willing to harness the shock factor are just like a different brand of, and like level of human being. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like they, I don't know. They, they, like I wouldn't want to do that. Yeah. But they go for it.
0: Yeah, I mean... kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, I guess it shows how much they care about it because they're willing to literally be shot in the arm and, you know, be put in harm's way to make a point about something they care about, which I can respect that. Um, But I just don't know if I quite agree with the way that they're doing it. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. But anyway, uh, Chris Burden, very interesting, very famous part of performance art and um he's definitely left his mark on that part of the art world yeah Um, no kidding so definitely worth mentioning and um if you want to look him up I don't know how much footage or photography there is of what he did I think there is some yeah some of it is documented but yeah um I didn't look super far into that to be honest Mm -hmm. um yeah is there one that you'd want to talk about
1: sure this is going back in time a little bit um even before marina started making um performance artwork but um i think it's super interesting also the other side of the pacific ocean um in japan post world war ii um there was a couple there was kind of a interesting performance art scene during mm-hmm. that time. Which is super interesting to me because... Um, and it, it's considered to be very important in Japan's cultural development because the time after World War II, Japanese... Japan was kind of in shambles. And, like, also just Japanese culture was kind of in shambles a little bit, I think. Right. I mean, you know, the had had a fairly authoritarian government for a while Mm -hmm. um and so it's kind of interesting that these like super out there um radical art groups pop up around this time um the most well-known one is called the gutai group um and it's was formed in 1954 um and I believe it was formed by five artists uh, and they were very um, kind of focused on the interaction between humans and the material world and also individualism, um, which is kind of a pushback against mainstream Japanese culture. So it's kind of interesting.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Also, I'm just kind of fascinated by the idea of like performance art groups. I don't know it's kind of interesting because they all did in the Gutai group the other one that I want to talk about it's a different scenario but in the Gutai group they all did different art pieces like they weren't really working on them together from what I can understand but they all like um, I don't know they all were were a part of this group but they would like do these very separate art pieces kind of interesting Mm -hmm. to me I don't know. Um, anyways, uh, one, again, that was mentioned at the top of the show, it was called Challenge in the Mud. Um, I don't know how to pronounce this guy's name. Shiraias? Shiraias? Uh, anyways, he jumped naked into mud. Okay. <laughs> and then, um, Murakami, uh, is famous for, um, laceration of paper which is a really fun one. If you oh. want to look up the pictures, I think they're really fun. But he just literally, like, jumped through these giant um, frames covered in paper. Um, yeah.
0: That kind of, sounds fun. I don't that know I, why it's I, just I would delightful. Like to do that. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, they also did some artwork uh, where they would, like, shoot cans full of paint or... Um, like throw paint on a canvas very much like we were talking about earlier action painting type stuff. Yeah. So, I don't know, I kind of appreciate it because it was a dark time in the country that they were in, but it was very playful maybe isn't the right word, but yeah. Like vi- vibrant. Yeah. Performance art. Yeah. Um it wasn't it didn't reflect the like violence and stuff that was happening, which a lot of the performance art that mm-hmm. we talked about and that just is yeah. well-known, has done. This was kind of a, more of a reaction against that. And I appreciate that. I don't know. I, yeah. just, I just think it's cool. Yeah,
0: I think that's a really cool perspective, and honestly that's not what I was expecting at all, especially in Japan after World War II. Yeah, no kidding. Like There was so much violence in so many ways that Japanese people experienced during the war. Yeah. So, to be able to come out of that and say, Okay, let's create vibrant, human-centered, engaging art. Mm-hmm. Is really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I
1: agree. Yeah, I, I think it's yeah pretty awesome. Um, the other one is that um is much less well known outside of Japan. It's called Jinken Kobo, and it was a collection of fourteen artists that were um together from 1951 to 1957 and basically they would put on these collaborative concerts that were multimedia things and um, they just, yeah, would do whereas the Gutai group was a little bit more individualistic, they would do collaborations together and um, there would be all different things photography, film, dance, painting, whatever Um, and I don't know I kind of think it's kind of sweet I, one of the members was quoted as saying, um, like, it doesn't matter if the show failed because we succeeded in the collaboration. Aww. It's kind of sweet. I don't know. I just thought it was cool. Yeah. Like, the, they were really, what the group was all about was just, like, making something together. Regardless yeah. of it, whether or not it was, you know, the most successful thing in the world. Yeah.
0: Um. So, yeah. Some that super is super cool. Beautiful. Yeah. I really love That message and that—that was their approach to art. Mm -hmm. Wow, we should do an episode on Japanese art now because I'm very inspired by these two. Yeah, that's really cool. Super cool and very different from what we have. Eurocentric performance art. No kidding. Yeah, it's a little more grim. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I really, I really like the idea of collaboration, and I think that's one thing that is intriguing to me about performance art is. The interaction Mm. between the artist and the audience, and how those two things sort of mesh together. Yeah. Um, And so it's cool that those two groups seem to be interested in just, yeah, that collaboration, that aspect, what they make with other people, and it's it doesn't matter so much what it turns out to be, but it's more the process and just making art. Yeah. So that's really cool. True. I'm glad that you brought those to share. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um, okay. Well, I have a couple more people. Let's do to it. To share about. And then um, if we have any questions we want to come back to, we can. But I think we do. Yes. Um, I'm confused. No. So, one of them, his name is Eve Klein. Um. He lived from 1928 to 1964, and he was one of sort of the, the forerunners of at least European performance art mm. um, and sort of shaped some of the conventions of it. Mm. Um, two notable things from him. One is this idea he came up with called anthropometry. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly, but it's a made up word, so it's fine. Um, And it's basically using humans as your art instruments. So he would cover women in blue paint and drag them across a canvas to create his art, which is very different from some of the other performance art that I looked up. So I thought that was interesting. I also wonder how uncomfortable that was. (laughs) I'm guessing it probably was. Gosh.
1: Um, Also, this is an aside, but does it ever bother you that it feels like all people have to do to make something edgy is to just include naked women in
0: it? Yeah. That does bother me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. This comes up a lot in the performance art world.
0: Yes. Agreed. Anyways. Agreed. Yeah. It's always naked women. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Except for
1: Gutai group. Yes. They yes. threw a man in the mud. Yes. Well, Way maybe to go. maybe
0: that's European versus. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, so anyway, he's famous for that. Um, but the other thing he's famous for that I actually found more interesting, um, he called them recordings. Um, it's <laughs> how do I explain this? They're recordings of rain made by driving in the rain at 70 miles per hour with a canvas strapped to the roof of his car. Which is oh. kind of weird, but I'm going to show you one of the things that it ended oh. up with. And it's actually really beautiful. That is
1: beautiful.
0: Yeah, I actually really love it. You guys should look this up, or I'll put it on our Instagram page. Go follow us on Instagram. It looks like Instagram.
1: just an abstract watercolor, maybe. I mean, yeah, it's beautiful.
0: Yeah, but I actually really like it, and he's got a a whole series of these, um, and some other traditional art that he makes out of his performance art, which I think is also a cool aspect Mm. of performance art, is sort of seeing the finished product, but also part of the art is in the creation of it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So, anyway, I thought that was cool and worth mentioning. Um, That's pretty much all I have on him. But... Uh, the last person I wanted to talk about is none other than Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> um, we couldn't make this episode without talking about Shia LaBeouf. I'm amazed that
1: Shia LaBeouf hasn't come up earlier in this podcast. is this episode know. 10 and we're just getting to him.
0: <laughs> Potentially the greatest artist of all time. Um, oh my god! He, do- he did some interesting things, um, but very controversial for the most part. Um, So all of his art pieces that I found are just hashtags because he uses social media a lot to um, get his art out there, either by taking photographs or he actually does a lot of live streaming, uh, which is interesting.
1: Oh, I think Marina Abramovic. Yeah, thank you. I cannot remember how to say (laughs) her last name to save my life. She is doing live streaming.
0: Yes. So I think that's a pretty popular medium. It's kind of interesting for performance, art. performance art. Modern performance art, which makes COVID sense sometimes. Yeah. So. and it includes a larger audience. True. So it makes sense. Um so probably his most famous one is called hashtag #I am sorry. <laughs> um this was in 2014. He sat alone in a room with a paper bag on his head that said I am not famous anymore. Um, and he had some objects in front of him that people could use. He was probably inspired by Marina Abramovic, and some of her pieces. Um, this was also controversial. He also claimed that he was raped during this piece, um, which that's just absolutely terrible. Um, but I think things like this have happened in the performance art world before. Really? Because you sit there as an object. And you sort of just let people do whatever they want. I mean, Yikes. I don't know if they ever proved this, but that is what he claimed happened. Wow. So that's pretty terrible.
1: Mm. Um,
0: but a few of the other ones, and I don't want to, like, just gloss over that because I do think that, yeah, anyway. Um. Another one was called hashtag meditation for narcissists. Oh, this was also in 2014. (laughs) He just live streamed himself jumping rope for an hour. That was it. Um, The next one was hashtag metamarathon, also in 2014. Um, So for this one, he was wearing like 80s inspired clothes and he ran a marathon around a museum in Amsterdam Oh my gosh! Um, He did a total of 144 loops. What's the point? What? What? Supposedly, the point was something about being a child star in the 80s and sort of just going in circles in your life. Um, That was kind of. I think that was that's a a theme in his performance art in general is fame and how it affects you and not being famous anymore and um, Mm. growing up in the film industry in general. Interesting. Um, okay. Yeah. And that goes into his next one also, which this is the one that I remembered most vividly was hashtag all my movies mm-hmm. in 2015. Mm-hmm. This one, he live streamed himself reacting to all the movies he had ever been in. And it took him three days to complete the whole thing. Um, I think he took breaks to go to the bathroom and eat. And that was it. He didn't sleep? I'm pretty sure he didn't sleep. If he did, I think it was only like one time. But it was, yeah, it was pretty much three days straight of him just watching movies. And I don't think it even showed the movies on the live stream. I think it was just his reaction to the movies. Amazing. Yeah. So that's Shia LaBeouf. Um, He got a lot of flack and hate for this, I think. Um, I think people in general had a very negative reaction to it. Um, And it's hard to tell if it's because of some of the other stuff that the media picked up on that was going on in his life. I think he was having a really hard time and probably made some poor choices. Mm. Also, being a celebrity. Typically, art is not received well from celebrities. Um, And performance art in general is not very well understood or liked by the public i Um, think it just sometimes it feels kind of narcissistic yeah and attention grabby maybe yeah especially coming from somebody who already has a lot of attention right and saying things like i am not a celebrity anymore and getting all the attention that he did for it i think people just felt like that was kind of disingenuous yeah sure um which I think is fair, um, but I also think that he, I, I think it's interesting, and he maybe made some points with mm. some of these things that he did, and I think, I think his intentions were genuine, mm. to try to, like, kind of figure out where he was at with this fame that he had had for a long time, um, and the audience that he had, and just kind of trying to sort through those things for himself, but... It just was not received very well. So, yeah. yikes. Yeah. So that's kind of unfortunate. Hopefully, Shia LaBeouf is doing better now. But yeah, I think so. But yeah, I thought that was worth mentioning as well. Yeah, so. definitely worth mentioning. Yeah. I think we got
1: a good smattering of yes. performance artists yes. in there. Yes, I agree. For sure. Well, Lucy, what are your what are your thoughts? I mean. I think for me it's hard because it's like, yeah, I just, I don't have any experience with any of this. Mm -hmm. No context for it.
0: Yeah, I think, I think what's interesting to me and kind of the conclusion that I came to is, um, I really like what Marina Abramovic said about performance art and how performance artists are a mirror. And I think a lot of art is that way. It kind of reflects us and shows us things about ourselves. But this genre specifically, I think, kind of holds up these things that maybe we take for granted, such as, you know, violence, being shot, um, or um, watching movies, or having a breakup, or whatever, whatever it is that the subject matter is. Um, I think by putting it in that context and forcing us to see it in a different way kind of makes us examine okay why am I having this reaction to it when I wouldn't have this reaction in a quote unquote real life context Mm. Um, even though it is real life it's just people doing this um, with an artist's intention but it's not acting. No. Um so I think that really is interesting. And it did make me think, okay, well, why am I so horrified by someone being hurt this way when this happens all the time in real life? Hmm. So why are why are we treating each other this way? I don't know. I think that's interesting. Um Yeah, I wonder what the life of a performance artist is in Mm. some ways, especially people like Abramovic and Ulay, who this is such a big part of their life. They did this together in their relationship. Even their relationship ending was their art. Yeah. And so So what part of their life is just their life? What part of it is art? Is that kind of the point? (laughs) I'm not Mm. really sure. Um does it end when the cameras stop rolling and you leave the exhibit or is it just ongoing? And they're trying to tell us that life is the art all the time. I don't know. Um, but it makes me want to think about those things. Yeah. I don't have a conclusion for that, but I do appreciate the perspective this gave me. Hmm. Um, and I think the other thing, I like about performance art that made me think about just art in general is the focus on action and movement and how even painters like Jackson Pollock can be considered performance art because every piece of art that we see, every painting, every sculpture is made up of thousands of little actions that an artist took to create that. Um, And I think that's something that we don't think about a lot. We just think about the finished product, product, and we don't think about how they got there. Mm -hmm. And the process of art, which Mm -hmm. I think is really beautiful and important Mm -hmm. also. And just as a culture, we think about the product versus the process. When maybe if we took the time to think more about the process of life instead of oh, I need to get my degree, and then I need to get this job, and then I need to buy a house, and then I need to do all of these things. We think about life as a process um, and focus more on the everyday and the little moments that we have and the things that we do leading up to those big events and how those are important as well as the things that they produce. Um, I don't know. That's just what I've been thinking about yeah. because of performance art and I think it's just a good reminder to not take those things for granted and to not take the process for granted. Mm. So, I don't know, what do you think? What I are your think ending
1: that was a beautiful thought and I don't want to
0: <laughs> say anything else
1: to make it less of a beautiful ending. <laughs> um <laughs> yeah, I think the big takeaway for me, I think I'm still st- struggling to like really understand performance art and I don't think I like it but I definitely like it in the way that it's given me a lot to think about Mm -hmm. and there's so many weird avenues that like I'd like to go down um in the future the biggest maybe takeaway for me has just been um like how powerful it is um like how powerful our, like, bodies and ourselves are Mm. to make people think or reconsider. I don't know. Yeah. Um, So much of performance art is people putting themselves into vulnerable positions, and Mm -hmm. there's, like, a power to that that is scary, almost. And, um, I don't know. It's kind of fascinating to think about uh how powerful that is so anyways yeah
0: Yeah, i really love that vulnerability yeah is a great tool in art and Mm -hmm. it's something that draws us to one another and helps us to set aside our differences Mm. and see why we're similar similar and yeah find hope in that and connection so yeah definitely yeah well, I have one final question for you. Okay. If
1: you did some a piece of performance art up here, in the far north, what would it be?
0: Ooh now, that is quite the question. Um I feel like it has to it, it I mean, I've gotta use our cold environment to my oh, advantage yeah, you because gotta. that's you so unique here. Um so maybe Okay, okay,
1: so. Okay, you got it. We,
0: I'm, I'm including you in this, you've got to do it with me. Uh-oh. Um, we're going to sit at opposite ends oh, of no. a lake mm. in the middle of winter. Ah. Um, and we can carve a giant circle into the ice between us. Okay. Yeah. okay. That's what I've got. I don't know what it means, but maybe we'll figure it out as we go.
1: Here's mine. I have two. I don't know what they mean either. I just want to do them. Bring a real-life polar bear onto the UAF campus. Oh, all right, all right. for those who don't know, is our mascot. Yes. Is that an animal cruelty issue? Probably. Probably. (laughs) But I just think it'd be cool. Yeah. My second one, I ride a camel through a coffee cart line.
0: Oh, I like that. Don't know what that means
1: either. I think I just am looking at your delicious-looking iced coffee, and also, I was like, it would be funny.
0: That would be funny. So, are YouTube pranks (laughs) performance. Oh, my
1: gosh.
0: (laughs) We'll come back to this. We'll come back to
1: this.
0: Oh, find out next week. Oh, goodness. Uh, Well, with that, um, make of performance art what you will, people who are listening, and... uh,
1: we'll see you next week yeah bye
0: bye